Hello, lovelies. I just wrote a Substack, and for those of you that only listen to me, I thought it might be worthwhile to turn it into a podcast as well. As you know, we have the Magical Egypt Summit coming up, and as a result of that, we have some incredibly interesting people doing some incredibly interesting research. And I kind of got a surprise guest <laughs> that I wasn't even aware of. I had asked my friend Leo Walton, who is an author and researcher himself, to do a talk in the summit for us. And he surprised me with bringing on two guests. And I'm going to talk about one of them today because I'm yet to find out the details on the second person's talk. But I have a feeling that's going to be just as interesting. So I'm going to back up for a minute and tell you something that I researched way, way back in the beginning of Magical Egypt and how the cycles repeat and the information comes back again. So back in the early days when Chance and I just met, we had the pleasure of going to London and to meet the fabulously famous Jean-Michel. Now, I had been aware of him because I had his book, New View Over Atlantis. And it's a really, really interesting book. You may think that he's actually talking about Atlantis, but it's not so much Atlantis. He's using that as a means to refer to the pre-Diluvian civilization, the people John Anthony West refers to as the ancestor race from which the ancient Egyptians gained their great knowledge. And what John Michel was looking at is the geography of the planet and specifically the ley lines, the energy lines that run through the planet. And what John was suggesting is that while we believe <laughs> that the structure of the geography of Earth is a result of mountains and earthquakes and plates, tectonic plates crashing up against each other, that he believed that he found evidence that the whole thing <laughs> was geoengineered, that there is a master plan for the geography of planet Earth. And his arguments made a lot of sense. So then some years later, I meet Thomas Joseph Brown, one of the most brilliant researchers. He used to run the Borderlands Institute. So he was kind of a epicenter for all kinds of interesting and crazy information. And he turned me onto a book called The Star Mirror by Mark Vidler. Now, we all know when you look at the temples of ancient Egypt and Stonehenge and kind of the megalithic constructions that we find around the planet, that they all have these crazy cosmological alignments. And so while we have become accustomed to that, it still floored me that he also <laughs> found evidence for these geographical alignments of the highest peaks and mountaintops with the stars in the sky. 
And also he found, again, these crazy pie and phi relationships and sacred geometry. And his measurements are incredibly, incredibly finite and detailed and to the smallest possible margin of error. And there is enough there (laughs) for him to build a really significant case that, again, there were hands, civilization, or some intelligence involved in the construction of the Earth's geography. So now we have two of those, and it's kind of blowing me away. Now, I haven't spent a lot of time researching the Americas, to be honest with you. And so I kind of know of the Serpent Mounds, and I know that there was a very intelligent indigenous race there, or at least I've come across that idea. But this young man, (laughs) the Leo, said, hey, we're going to have Sean talk to us is from Washington State in the United States of America. His family have been there for ages and ages and ages. And what, and because of that, he is the beneficiary of a lot of stories that have been handed down through the indigenous people, through his grandfather, his father to himself. And I'm not completely au fait with the story. I'm going to have to wait to the summit to find out the details. But he spent a few minutes with me, giving me a kind of a taste of some of his discoveries. And while he found pyramids and calendars and all kinds of crazy things, one of the things he did find that kind of captured my attention because of my knowledge with Starmera and Jean-Michel is that he has found mountains that map exactly correlations with the stars again okay and the alignments is such that it's crazy right it's crazy and as i said i've only been introduced to this so don't sue me if it's wrong and we'll all learn together at the summit right but just a few of the images he sent me and the alignments and and apparently there's a lot more going on right but I'm referring to this today. It was just crazy. So I go back to Thomas Joseph Brown and I tell him that, wow, we've got another example of this. And Thomas reminded me, because again, I read this book ages ago, The Star Mirror, that because of the way that we're moving through the universe, these alignments really only happen one time. And so the question is, are they pointing to a moment in time that was? Are they pointing to a moment in time in the future? Like what is all of this astrological, cosmological alignment trying to tell us? And in the Star Mirror book, it seems that the alignments that Mark Vidler found anyway seem to be pointing roughly to somewhere around our time. The date specifically he has is 2080. So Hopefully, thankfully, (laughs) I don't know if I want to be around to see what they're pointing to, right? But I mean, maybe it's something fantastic. Maybe it's the end of time. And you know, when we had that whole 2012 thing and it was like the end of time, I look, I don't know, but it really is kind of fascinating. I think the question is, what 
exactly was going through the minds of these architects, these geoengineers, these temple builders, these hinge builders, regardless of what you think the technology was that they had at these times, we're still talking fundamentally massive undertakings, whether it be a temple or whether it be the geoengineering of the planet. There's so much that we've lost and there's so much that we're finding again. I had somebody tell me about the discovery of a crazy tomb today and I'm not going to talk about it because it's hush-hush. But it appears that things that we've been looking for a very long time are being revealed. So despite all the muck in the news, my loves, it is a very exciting time to be alive. So if you want to learn more, check out my Substack and check out New View Over Atlantis by John Michelle. And check out, there's two books actually by Mark Vidler. They're listed in the Substack. So go have a read. And let me know what you think. And of course, come join us at the summit where Sean will be presenting his evidence, honestly, for the second time ever. (laughs) So that's really, really cool. Things are interesting. Oh, and if you've ever been wanting to get Magical Egypt and want to come to the summit, we have a great deal right now where you can buy a Magical Egypt and get the summit ticket for free. So you can either get that at the MagicalEgypt.com website or I'll put a link below for our very special package, our uh, kitchen sink package, (laughs) which has everything in it and a free ticket. So maybe I'll see you there. More soon, lovelies. Hello, lovelies. I am so excited to announce the release of our new film called Hekka. Heka looks at the magic of ancient Egypt and how that pertains to the story of ancient Egypt and fills in a whole new perspective that we have been missing collectively for hundreds of years. It features Gordon White, Chance Gardner, Joseph Patrick Farrell, Lon Milo Duquette, Tobias Churton, Graham Hancock, of course, the fabulous John Anthony West, Rupert Sheldrake, Stephen Skinner, Thomas Sheridan, Peter Mark Adams, Thomas Joseph Brown, Aton Veggie, Mog Morton, Bernardo Catstrop, Shauna Home, Mark Passio, John Seraki, and the goddess Joanna Kujawa. I am so incredibly proud of it, and I invite you to come and have a look. You can find a link on MagicalEgypt.com.
fit within the materialist paradigm are simply rejected as immaterial. Cheers.